so thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about a dividing that God is doing. He's dividing those who look to Him and obey Him from the ones who disregard His commands. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you said that when we gathered in your name, you'd be here. We thank you for telling us things to come for revelation knowledge. We're here and we have ears to hear. So we just welcome you. We thank you and praise you for your wisdom. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. You know, when God tells us things to come, it, it really, to me, is very scary. To, to keep on warning us and telling us things that are going to happen is a sure sign that he is preparing us for his return. And I keep hearing him talk about a division that he, he, he's dividing you know, it says in Revelation 2.24, and I have that idea, I don't, I don't know if it's um, true, but he's already, you know, I mean, it is true, but I don't know exactly how he does it, but I just imagine that his name is on our forehead, and we might not see it, but in the spirit is what I'm talking about, because that's what he's showing me in the spiritual realm, in, in, in the realm where he lives He's doing this dividing, you know, and I want to say, too, that I feel like he is so much more stern with me, and I, I want him to be. I want him to be faithful in correcting me, and I asked him to correct me, and I asked him to make sure I make it. I don't want to be, like, disregarding his command or thinking I know something, and all along I really didn't know anything, and then on that day be rejected by him. I want to be right with him, and so I'm just willing to do whatever he tells me to do, just swallow my pride if need be, and just do that thing that he's calling me to do, to be right with him. You know, so, so for so long, and still once in a while when I, I want to do something I want to do, I hear him tell me that I'm self-willed. And he was telling me that this morning, that you know, the temptations that come, and we read that in James, the, the temptations and the trials are from the enemy. And we need to have patience and resist the enemy, James 4, 7. Submit to God, resist the enemy, and he's going to flee. We're going to get to that place where we don't lack anything. But what he's doing is he's tempting us with stuff because he knows that if we don't go to God and let God give to us, that we're not right with God. And it's a temptation. And God is saying that, um, he was saying to me this morning that we try to get away with stuff. And why are we doing that? Why are we trying to get away with stuff? We have no really understanding of what we're doing. You know, we're not playing this game with God. And, um, you know, it seems like a game maybe to God because he's the one who sees all and knows all. But, you know, here we are. He gives us an, an instruction and for me, you know, sometimes I just want to act like I didn't hear it because my flesh wants to do this thing. And, um, you know, he's saying our flesh is so in the way. And if, if we're playing that game, it's not a good thing. What he's saying is, I want you to want me and stop trying to get away, get away with stuff. Try, stop trying to get out of what I'm telling you to do because what I'm telling you to do is an answer to your prayer, making you right with me so that you fit into heaven so that you can live there. And that's what he's saying to me and you as well. Unless you got it all together, you're far beyond me. 
But you know, and sometimes when I talk to people, they act that way, like, wow, I'm really bad when I'm transparent and I, I share with them that I'm self-willed and my flesh likes to take over as if um, you guys aren't. We're all imperfect and the devil knows all of our weaknesses and he uses them against us. And just like in the garden, he said, did God really say, and he's saying to you and I, did God really say, and we're like wanting to hear that because we want to have that or we want to do this or, you know, we just want to do our own thing. That's our flesh. That's our lower nature. And we have to put that aside, submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee because we want to live in God's kingdom. That's what it's about. Do you want to live in God's kingdom? That's what he's saying to us. Make up your mind because there's a division going on. He's going to separate those who are in disobedience from those who are obeying. And if we're obeying, we're serious about serving him and we want to live in his kingdom. And that's how he sees it. And of course, he's right about everything. He sees the things that we don't see that we're doing. And so he's saying, we're playing this game and we're acting like we're trying to get away with something. And how silly is that? If you're really serious about serving God, you're really serious about living with him when you leave here. If the reality is there for you, which he wants it to be, then you're going to stop fooling around and trying to get out of stuff. You know, we're not supposed to be like little kids our whole Christian life. You know, some of us are 50, 60, 70 years old, and we're still not grown up, and we still have the same excuses. Well, I'm not perfect. But God is calling us to perfection. When Jesus lives on the inside of you, and he grows you up, and he gets those dead branches off of you, you're getting to that perfect place. And the Amplified Classic Bible puts it plainly and Matthew 548 that to grow up is to be mature, to be like your father. Jesus said, be like your father. He is perfect. He's mature. And that's what God is calling us to do. We shouldn't be just sitting around waiting for him to come, which is the other thing I want to talk about in Luke 17. Um, the disciples are asking Jesus what it was going to be like. And he said, it's going to be like in the day of Noah. No one expected that to happen except for Noah. In the day of Sodom and Gomorrah, all of a sudden, it was raining brimstone. And all of a sudden, that was it. And that's how it's going to be when Jesus comes. All of a sudden, that's going to be it. Time's up. Here he is. Oh my gosh. What are we going to do? You can't quit. get ready at the last minute. And that's why God is saying, come on, make your choice. Because I'm doing a dividing already. Now, I don't know the length of time between the division that he's doing and, and the time that he comes. And it always seems like he gives us plenty of time. But all of a sudden, like a thief in the night, if you're not ready, if you're not preparing, he's going to be here. But you know, I always like to think about um, Noah knew. Noah had, he had instruction and he knew. And when we're gods, Jesus said that. I don't, never call, I don't call you servants anymore. I call you my friends. And, and um, a friend knows what his friend is doing, right? And so he's going to be giving us heads up. Those who are following him, we're going to know, just like he's showing us today, that he's coming, he's doing a division, time's almost up, we got to get it together, we got to choose him and stop trying to get away with something, or don't choose him and just do what you want to do. Is it going to be you and your flesh, or is it going to be God? Remember the rich young ruler? 
he chose his flesh over Jesus. He said, what do I have to do to enter into eternal life? And Jesus said, give your stuff away. And what Jesus was saying is, your stuff is your God. And it, proof of the pudding was he couldn't give his stuff away. It was his God. And that's what's happening with so many people. And I don't hear anybody too much admitting it, but we got gods before God. It can be food, just plain old simple food, something you think you need. But if you're overeating it and you can't go without something, coffee, cigarettes, food, alcohol, clothes, um, having to have affirmation all the time, whatever it is, what you can't go without is your God. And Satan really has you on a leash and you don't even realize it. And God is saying today, wake up. I'm giving you this revelation knowledge. I'm coming. If you um, are going to keep playing this game with me and trying to get out of stuff, then pretty soon that grace time is going to be up. I love it that he's telling us that he's giving us revelation knowledge and telling us time's almost up and you're playing a game with me while you're trying to get out of this. And, you know, I've done that so much and I just really appreciate the correction that he's so faithful and telling us things to come and telling us what we look like, holding that mirror up and say, look what you're doing. Look how you're denying me. Look how you're playing this silly game with me. Either you want me or you don't. Either you want to live with me for eternity or you don't. The decision is yours. And so um, I believe the time is near. And again, I don't know how near. But when we have these, um, when we have these corrections and, and these wake-up calls and we have him telling us things to come and, and how we look, um, I believe the time is sooner than we think. And again, I don't have any concept of that time, but I think that when it gets really close, just like Noah knew, and just like God discussed with Moses, you know, we're going to know. And if we're not the ones that are obeying him now, I don't believe we're going to know. And I think Jesus was saying a thief in the night because many are going to still be drinking, getting married, eating, acting as though nothing's going to happen because they don't know anything's going to happen. It's not revelation knowledge for them. So all that said, I would just like to encourage you today, get on your knees and ask God to correct you. And, you know, I was saying that it seems to me like such a stern correction that I feel lately. And like there's no, there's no rope, you know, like where you can just lean back and forth. And I look at that as him saying, you asked me to make you right, and it's either this way or not at all. And so let's do it. I'm helping you. I'm correcting you. I'm empowering you. And that's how I want to encourage you today. Get to that place where you're not compromising. Because if you compromise, then um, Jesus may say to you on that day, away from me, I never knew you. You who compromised, you who practice lawlessness. So let's get it together and just choose God. And, and you know, I felt like he was saying as well is we should be like dogmatic about going after him and doing what he's saying to do rather than running from him. Because it's good for us. What he's doing is fitting us for heaven, just like the song, Away in a Manger. Fit us for heaven. Fit us so that we can live with you there. We can't live in heaven 
when we're succumbed to our flesh. When the enemy is our God, he's trying to help us. He really is. And so I want to encourage you today, let him help you. Go ahead and take that spanking if you need it, because it's going to be a lot less of a spanking than ending up in hell and um, being torn off as a broken branch and thrown into the furnace. I do not want to be thrown into the furnace. I want to be a faithful faithful servant, a steward. I want to represent him. I want to do the plan he has for me here on the earth. I don't want to get there and hear him say, well, I called you to do this, but you're just too busy with your little gods. You're too busy playing this game of trying to avoid me, but at the same time, you want me. Let's get it together. Let's do that. If you never asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, that is the first step. You want to ask him to come and live on the inside of you. Revelation 3.20 says, Jesus said, I am knocking at the door of your heart. If you invite me in, I'm going to come in and dine with you. And when he comes in, he just overtakes your life with goodness he wants to bless you. He wants to be your God. And if you let him, all those things that the, the enemy tells you that God is trying to take from you, Jesus is just going to give them to you. You don't have to go after him. You just have to go after him. And he's going to bless you in the city, in the country, when you go in, when you go out, more than you can ask or even think. And then you get to live with him for eternity as well. And so if you never asked Jesus, come live on the inside of you, you should know he bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He got on the cross for you. He laid down his life for you. He said, I have the power to lay down and pick it up. So he on purpose laid down his life for you so that you could have a new life. So you didn't have to experience the second death. So you didn't have to experience death. He was, he, he was raised from the dead by the Father he conquered, and you are called to be a conqueror. Did you know that your name isn't, it says in Revelation, I can't remember exactly where, but I'll put it on the screen. Revelation that um, he will not blot your name out of the book of life, Revelation 3, 5 maybe, and um, if you overcome. And so you have to overcome all these temptations um, in the world, and you have to have patience and stand firm and get to the place where you don't lack any revelation knowledge, where you get it, and you can stand firm. You can stand for Jesus. So let's say that prayer. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us and be our God, and we just welcome you. We welcome you. We ask you to correct us and fit us for heaven. Make sure we're going to make it. Keep correcting us. Help us to get it right in our lives. Help us to just get it spot on, as you talked about this morning, so that you can bless us and keep us and move us on from this place and we can stop playing the silly game. So we thank you. We invite you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We give you the reins in our life to just do what you got to do. Just do what you got to do in us. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In your name we pray. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is so good. He's so good to us. He laid down his life for you. Who else would do that? That is his love for us. He laid down his life. God loves us so much. He sent Jesus to come and show us the way. Come and show us how much he loves us. And so let's just prove that love back to him by 
obeying him so he can do what he wants to do. He wants to have you on his side. He is doing a division from good and evil. And, you know, the reason he calls um, not obeying him evil is because it is evil. It brings evil results. It's bad. And the good is going to bring good results. You're going to have happiness, peace, joy, health, contentment. Inside and out, you're going to have peace. He just wants to do so much good for you, but he can't if you don't choose him, if you don't choose to live in his kingdom. So I'm glad you make that choice today if you did. And the next thing you want to do is John 1.1 tells us he is his words. So you want to look at the word of God and get to know him. And I would just like to encourage you to start in Matthew. Get to know Jesus. Get to know the new covenant and how we are to live. And then just start living in the word. Don't just know the word and know about Jesus, but live in it. Get to know him. Let him show you, even the day that he's coming, I believe he'll show us that day. It'll be last minute, kind of, but it won't be like those who have no idea and they're still going to be living their sinful lives. He's cleaning us up. He's doing that division. So you want to get on his side. You do. So I can do nothing on my own is the thing I was thinking I was going to say at the end of my videos. And that's going to start saying... I can't do anything on my own, and neither can you. So thanks so much for listening today, and God bless you.